0: Welcome to season two of Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie.
1: And I'm Michelle. And we are so excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways.
0: Think of it as run to best friend for when you need us. We hope this podcast allows us all to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. We're glad you're here.
1: Happy New Year 2024.
0: Oh my gosh, it's like a space odyssey. <laughs> when I hear those numbers, it seems so crazy when I was a kid to think that we would be 2020 anything.
1: 2020 anything. Here we are 2024. Tw- tw- tw-
0: tw- tw- it seems so weird.
1: But here we are. Yay! Yes. Yay! Yay. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, we hope your holidays were spectacular and you received all the love and peace and joy and all the fun stuff over your holidays.
0: Yeah.
1: And here we are now, starting fresh, mm-hmm. new season.
0: Yeah, episode one, season two. And
1: so coming into the new, yeah, we're supposed to be all sparkly and fresh and refreshed.
0: Yeah. Is
1: that what we're actually feeling? January is tough. Especially if you live in Calgary. It is cold, and well,
0: it's not always cold because we get the Chinooks, but I feel like I'm anticipating launching into minus 20 temperatures. Yeah. And we never know when our winter is going to be
1: done. It's gone into June before. Yes, we do have exceptionally long winters here compared to probably a lot of others. Yeah. Which is really hard on the mental state
0: everyone around me is making new year's resolutions or has made Mm -hmm. and then the new thing that i'm seeing on social media is everyone coming up with their word of the year
1: (laughs) so by the sarcasm in your voice (laughs) i'm guessing that's you don't do that i don't do resolutions Mm -hmm. i don't do words I'm not slamming it. I just have never done it. Okay. So I do it. Okay. I don't do resolutions. It's way too much pressure. Have you ever? Have I ever done a New Year's resolution? No. I Maybe I've thought of the going in with the intention, sort of like, um, I want to lose 20 pounds in January. Okay. Yeah. So
0: we've set goals in the new year. And this used to happen before Jeff and I had kids. We'd book a spring holiday. Okay. So then it was
1: like, huh. where's my beach body at? <laughs> Okay, where's my beach body at? So you're working towards something. Okay, so then that's the thing. So I had an appointment with my therapist the other day, Okay. and she's like, "Michelle, you need a plan. You need a plan. You need to prepare yourself, because especially when you're feeling like you don't have a purpose of sorts, mm-hmm. having like a set schedule. I mean, you do this with in your mornings, your your morning routine. You have a set routine." routine. For me, if I'm setting a routine with a plan of what I would like to think about for this new year, mm-hmm. doing the word for me seems way less overwhelming. But what does the word do? How is that a plan? Okay, so I guess it's not an in-depth plan, but maybe that word will make me feel, It's. I guess it's the same as having the intention of being more peaceful, being more joyful, being, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. And I think now in my life, I just feel like, damn if I'm gonna start something, I'm gonna do that in June, and I'm gonna do that in January. I am trying to get over Christmas. January is really tough for me. I love Christmas. I love it. Taking down the tree and getting rid of the Christmas lights
1: is traumatic for me. Interesting. I'm the opposite, but let's go there. Let's talk about that.
0: I mean, there is a day where I put all of the crap away and my house feels clean and minimalistic again, and that feels good. The thought in December of getting rid of the Christmas lights, because I get up every morning and do my morning routine... Fireplace and the Christmas lights, and I mourn it in January. Okay. I walk out of the Christmas season. I'm in debt. (laughs) Yeah. I am missing my children because they've gone back to school.
1: It's freezing. It's miserable outside. It's
0: miserable. It's cold. I know I'm painting a terrible picture for the New Year. Okay, but this is real. This is a
1: real feeling. This is real. This is legit real. January is
0: so hard for me.
1: Mm-hmm. There
0: is no word that's going to get me through January.
1: Okay, so that's so then finding the word maybe gets me feeling like there's a purpose leading me out of January. Okay, so what's your word? I don't know. Do you haven't found your word yet? I actually haven't found my word. So that's the other thing. It doesn't have to be January 1st. I've got the word. But at least my brain is starting to process the idea of maybe maybe setting a goal for myself that propels me forward.
0: Okay. So sure.
1: You know, I like the idea of a plan because
0: i like this too. Yeah. This reminds me of the saying, if you want something done, ask a busy person, Right. because I am more productive, the busier I am. I know that sounds crazy. I don't know how, if I'm healthier.
1: Okay. So maybe that's my problem. I'm not busy enough. So I need something to guide me there. Yeah. I get that. Sorry. Go back, go back to the fact that you are busy and you are productive when you're busy
0: i more productive, I think, when I'm busy. Right. When I think I have all the time in the world, I don't know if I'm
1: as efficient. I agree with that 100%. And maybe that's why I feel I need some form of direction. But without the pressure, it's not like I am planning a full workout schedule that I know I'm not going to do. Okay. Is there something to be said, though, about having a little bit of pressure is a good thing. For instance, my
0: husband gets up very, very early. So do I. Mm-hmm. But in not having a teaching job, my day is pushed back a teeny little bit, which has been fantastic. Right. And then I'm like, oh man, four o'clock comes around. and I'm like, I got five things on my checklist done and I had 20 things on that list. Mm-hmm. And so I have committed to making sure that I'm getting up with Jeff. Lovely, And I'm getting so much more done
1: that two hours in the morning, a lot gets done. Right. So you're giving yourself a plan. You've given yourself a plan to move you forward. That's what I'm saying. So maybe thinking of a word instead of having that overbearing New Year's resolution, I must complete this. Maybe the word then is that feeling of rearranging your thinking. Or both.
0: You you have a plan and you have a word because I see the merit of having the word because if my word is joy,
1: Mm -hmm. then I'm weaving that into the plan. Yes, and so you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, today I'm going to feel joyful or today I'm going to smile at people.
0: That's the thing. Basic. plan for the, the
1: word. Right. Yes, it's not just a word. It has to m- have meaning to you.
0: There has to be
1: something. And I don't to need hold. to share it with the world either. I yes. don't need to put it out there that way. Totally. But for me, having that word, having the plan, having the, the intention is something that makes me want to get on with the day i still think it's even a goal it is having if joy is a goal
0: it's not just a word it's actually i need to infuse this or peace or sabbath yeah these words that are actually core values
1: okay and you're
0: reminded oh this is actually meaningful to me or family or I'm trying to think of what people would choose for words are really important things to always come back to because every time you make a decision or every time you make your plan for the day, you infuse your word mm-hmm. and then I can see that being helpful.
1: And I, so I will write that word okay, and I will put it next to my bed so that when I do wake up in the morning, I am reminded today I am going to feel, or I'm going to infuse, or I'm going to bring about whatever the word is. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder. Mm -hmm. It's like the same as putting the I am beautiful on a sticky note and sticking it on your mirror in the morning. It's that simple. Right? Yeah. So that is something that is giving me a purpose for the day. And I do think it's
0: easy. It's sustainable. And I think we would all agree that New Year's resolutions. Oh, my gosh. They're not sustainable. I don't know what that is. There's something in the psyche. So why are
1: we doing something that makes you miserable?
0: Well, because we want those things. I want the beach body.
1: Uh-huh. I yeah. want
0: the, you know, if you're finance driven or if you're right, wanting a new job or if you're looking.
1: And then the pressure of not being able to attain it and the feeling of gross yuckiness on the inside after that is so not worth it to me in terms of. But if you
0: don't write it down or don't make the plan, then you're not going to get anything done. We all have. To. Exactly. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Again, we go back to the same thing. If you want to expand your business, say, is mm-hmm. your resolution, for lack of a better word, that you don't have a plan or you're not seeking support.
1: You're going in circles.
0: You're not, not moving, getting your goal. And that's why we fall off the deep end. Right. Because we just say, state the goal, but we don't come up with a strategy. Yeah. It would be like anything. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we need to seek out external support. Of that plan it's like the workout goal i need to sign up at a gym with an instructor make an appointment so it's accountability
1: total accountability accountability oh it's a fine line because that people will say well isn't that a new year's resolution and am i not if i put it out in the universe i gotta follow it
0: i guess if you're trying to expand your business if yeah. you really want that to happen
1: you got to do it you, you got to
0: do it You got to be, it's uncomfortable. I know some of us don't like being told what to do. We resist accountability. There's those types of personalities. Mm -hmm. Are you setting yourself up for success?
1: I don't know. So just to simplify, again, I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this for me to step out of my comfort zone or to remind myself without the pressure and the overbearing feeling of failure. That's why I'm doing it. So I guess at the end of the day, you have to decide what that word or whatever it is that propels you forward is going to do for you. Right.
0: This is part of just taking the next step. Yeah. What is the next thing you're going to do? Baby steps. Mm -hmm. If it's booking the instructor, if it's booking the life coach,
1: but do it for you. You should be doing this for yourself. I think everyone is doing
0: it for themselves. You think? Most people, I think. Is there an aspect to of this that It's not necessarily someone else that's driving you to that, but an overarching cultural expectation. Mm. Because the beach body, I would be totally okay not diving. Yeah. And I don't care on the beach. (laughs) Okay. You know, I just, that is just out of mercy for everybody else.
1: Oh, dear. But I guess yes. to some extent
0: that is for everybody else. Because I'm okay to sit and
1: drink beer,
0: oh, that and, and eat nachos <laughs> on the beach. And,
1: and be happy with that.
0: still wear my bikini. You yeah, bet. Right. I'm actually okay with that. Nobody else is, though. No. You nobody wants to see that. But oh. at the same time. Gosh, this is intense. Goals for your business or for your family. Those are respectable things to set goals for.
1: And you should be. You should be doing that regardless.
0: I know couples who do this. We have really dear friends who actually go on a marital retreat, just the two of them.
1: Oh gosh, yes.
0: And they set goals for their family and themselves,
1: their marriage through the year. Mm -hmm. I have said, if I've gone on dates, and probably this is why Michelle is not dating, (laughs) is that I bring this up. I say to the date, I mean, maybe two dates in, but I'm like, listen, I think every couple should attend in their journey. If you're married or if you've been together for a year or two years, mm-hmm. you should attend these weekend getaways to reassess your partnership and be able to go deep down and talk about the things that maybe you're afraid to talk about. I think every couple should have this. I do too. I would be curious to know if we could do a poll on social media, how
0: many couples actually do this? Yeah. I think my girlfriends have talked about doing
1: this. I don't know how many actually do it. And... It so depends on your husband. Your partner yep. has to be 100% willing to do this. The reality, it costs money. There's got to be another way to make this happen where you don't need to have fin- that financial... Yeah, I the couple I'm speaking of, I don't think... They, they don't mean, go
0: somewhere? Well, they do, but I mean, you can find a hotel room.
1: I guess it. Mean? you're just prioritizing. If it's really that important to you, you find the means to yeah. do so.
0: Or I think what they've done is had... The grandparents take the kids and they get the house themselves okay. for the weekend. That cuts nothing.
1: But I think having a third party, this is what I think. I think having that third party into your relationship in a form of a workshop, retreat, whatever, I think that is so beneficial. I'm going to say that if I had a bazillion dollars and I could start a retreat, I would do that. I would have that retreat and I would have couples come married, not married, whatever it is, and go there. And I think this is me in my dream world. I think a lot more relationships would survive or not. And then you come to that moment in five years into your relationship, 30 years into your relationship, and you can have honest conversations about, is this working? Is this not working? What do we do? Do we need to change it? Do we need to step away? What if you have a spouse that genuinely wants that,
0: but that's hard for them? I think there is an aspect of certain personalities that just are right. not very good at diving deep into conversation. Right. Deep, meaningful conversation is really hard to pull out of your spouse.
1: So me saying this on new dates, that's like part of the contract, honestly. I am writing okay. that into my contract. That's a whole other situation of having a contract in a relationship. Don't you think that's important? I
0: think it being is married
1: and now divorced and watching people if you're not following the contract, I guess it's like a prenup, but not. I think there is always one partner
0: in the relationship that needs intimacy at a conversational, emotional level. Definitely. It is very rare that you would have a partnership where there isn't at least one person whose intimacy is seeking deep emotional connection through conversation.
1: Right. Right. The thing is, though, if you are, if you are then planning to do something together, if this is part of your contract in your relationship, it's there on the table. So, you know, you have to complete that contract. So if you don't, then maybe you're not with the right person. I don't know. I'm saying this as a single going in new.
0: Or you have a sense that that person is willing to learn how to do that. And this is what I think is hard for couples that this is their second, third marriage. Right and they're older, you get very stuck in your ways. 100%. I think this with Jeff and me is we built our life together. We learned together.
1: You grew together. We grew yeah. together. Oh, this is a I hard one. We figured
0: it out together. And now here we are, and we learned how to compromise yeah. those kinds of things. If I were to come into a relationship like you right now at this point in my life where I got some things that I like
1: a certain way, yeah. it would be very hard to merge somebody into my life. Right. And that's the thing. So, how bad do you want a relationship? That's why I bring this topic up right away because this is a non negotiable for me. I think this is even true of friendships. Mm. So, if you had these really difficult conversations about something that is, how do I say this, irking you about your girlfriend, are you comfortable enough to sit down with them and tell them?
0: We're going to work through the messy. However, I seem to have been blessed to find some really great friends who we have been through the messy and who know me really well.
1: And you feel comfortable enough to be able to go toe to toe, have those discussions without leaving the conversation on um judgment.
0: Yeah. Against each other. And I'm not saying it's not hard. It's anxiety inducing to have to initiate those conversations. But I yeah. think I've probably showed the real me to all of those people and they've stayed or they've
1: Gone. Gone. Right. And so having the idea of a contract starting fresh, or even if you're in a group of girlfriends or guy friends or your circle, it would be interesting to put this conversation out there with them.
0: So we did this. So we posed a listener challenge. Yeah of what are your strengths what are the things that make me beautiful and what drives me crazy and I did this with a couple of girlfriends
1: okay so again what we've put out some of our episodes in the previous season we talked about what was that worthy it might have been yeah
0: I was out for drinks with some girlfriends and one of my girlfriends pulls out her phone and says I saw your post you post a listener challenge. I think we should do it. And then the other girlfriend I was with was like, what? I don't think we can do this. I don't think we're ready for this.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> the other girlfriend said, no, I think we are. And we learned a lot about each other. We went through the three questions and we each answered them about each other. And it was really...
1: So then you had the initial contract, permission to do that. Would that have sparked this conversation if you didn't have a platform of something asking you to ask your girlfriends that question? There's been
0: a friendship base there for many, many years. So I was confident that I was confident of two things. I was confident that there was nothing about me that these ladies wouldn't know about me or how I deliver things. They've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. The second part of that is I also love these ladies so, so, so much that if I'm going to tell you something about you driving me crazy, I am going to do it in the most loving way possible. Of course. They knew that about me too. Right. That I am not just going to throw some shit on the table. Something mean. Yeah. Or oh something gosh, no! That's not encouraging. This has way. to be in
1: a safe. This has to be safe and said in a safe way. Right.
0: And so all of us already had those boundaries in place. It's not a contract. It's not paper. Okay. I know that that's already in. but I just want to be clear. This is infrastructure that I have built in relationships. This is not a paper contract, right? This was hard work of infrastructure that I built with friends in my life.
1: Absolutely. What brought it up though? Would you have had this conversation with your girls if there wasn't something tangible to ask?
0: If there was not that listener challenge, I would have never done this. And we did have to say some hard things that were really eye-opening for each of us, Mm -hmm. that our friends told us about each other. So
1: that's what I mean in terms of having something tangible to start with.
0: Right. And then going back to our other post of unspoken expectations Mm -hmm. are just premeditated resentment. Yeah. Is there a difference between creating infrastructure within a family or within a relationship and then having expectations? You are setting yourself up
1: for. for- Disaster.
0: Disaster. Having expectations for your spouse.
1: And not having, without any conversation Mm. behind it. Very bad so unhealthy.
0: I would say this is probably why many relationships don't last.
1: Whether they're intimate or whether they're friendship. Yeah.
0: Is there's these expectations that are just unattainable. The other thing too, talking with a couple friends of Jeff and me, where I'm listening to this person, there's so many things that I disagree with, but there's no judgment there. I love this person for stating their convictions and what they believe. And, and I'm also looking at in their context, those things work for them. Mm-hmm. I get why they believe those things. I a hundred percent disagree with them, but in their context, those are fantastic. And so what I was wondering then is after I walked away from that conversation, I wondered if that person was thinking the same things about me. I 100 disagree <laughs> with Leslie. <laughs> However, She has no clue what she's talking about. However, <laughs> I love that about her.
1: Right. Well, you hope that, I mean, you hope I that's think, the case when you know, is. you, you've got your people. Mm-hmm. You, you hope that's what's coming out at the end of the day. Yeah. And if it's not, then that's a whole other conversation that needs to be had, whether your friendship's going to last or not.
0: Sure. I can't see that happening. Right. Yet, totally. It's a safe place. Absolutely. Just, it was a really neat realization that I could just love that person for being so so different from
1: me yeah and I think we've struggled in the last few years with agreeing to disagree and being okay with that we've forgotten those words we forgot that it's okay to have everyone else's perspective being put on the table and maybe not having to totally agree with it but it's not going to change your level of friendship yeah. and relationship mm-hmm. we've I think we've really struggled with that in the last few years, unfortunately.
0: I agree. And I think they're out there more than we're willing to admit it Mm is. I think those conflicts are...
1: So again, bringing this form of discussion to the surface right away is a beneficial thing to do if you can.
0: It's a risk. I think it's just desiring deeper intimacy with
1: Yeah, and maybe now in my 50s, I'm like, you know what, I want to choose and be around people that I want to actually be around. And whether or not we agree or disagree with some of the things is on the side of course and if i'm willing to compromise they're willing to compromise but really i've earned the right now being in my 50s to choose who i want to spend time with and whose values i can appreciate appreciate. if we're way off on values and morals and i'm out And i I would (laughs)
0: say too i want to be around people who want me around totally i'm not willing to fight for
1: (laughs) no 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 more
0: No, I'm not fighting to be in your space.
1: Yeah, and that's not ego. It's not about your ego getting in the way of that. This is not to do with your ego. Well, take me or leave me. This is it. I don't know. No, it's just wisdom with a
0: little bit of ego. Yeah.
1: I mean, good and bad, of course. At this point, it's I've earned that right to decide. And it feels good when I get to decide for me what's good and bad, what I want and don't want anymore. I love the fact that I can have that. Would you
0: say then looking into the year now, as we sit in January and have the whole year now, mm-hmm. and so much can change. We know this. So much can change in a year. Yeah. You and I have no idea where we're going to be this time next year. No clue. Right now we've got a blank slate. Right. And so I feel like our year will be drastically different January of 2025 for Uh, you and me.
1: Probably. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's evolving and moving forward and there are big, huge, amazing changes. I know. Some people will be thinking, no, no, I just want it exactly
0: like this. I'm so happy where I am.
1: And that's okay too. Yeah. I am not there. We're not there yet. Nope, I want big. I want whatever that looks like. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm ready for big change. Knock on I'm knocking on wood. Knock, knock, knock. Always good. Good change. Good change. Yeah. I'm ready. And so maybe going back to the word or the intention or whatever. Yeah, it's just I'm I want big. I think it's the planning that's hard. <laughs> Is that why we don't do a plan? Because Because that- then you have to feel like you have to commit to it? Because
0: the goal seems easy to set. Right. But making the plan seems what's daunting. Mm. That's the overwhelming part. How do you even begin? Michelle, honestly, looking at us and where we want to be in January, how do we even get there?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. But okay, Ooh, that's a good question. But I think if you do nothing, nothing will change.
0: Yeah, this is what we've been talking about. It's just taking the steps. You right? just have
1: to just take a step.
0: Yeah, just something.
1: Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. And
0: it might fail. It might, we might land on our asses we might not work whatever but but to me
1: that is more substantial than doing nothing anymore
0: and it's easier to look back to when you said well I tried yeah then I didn't really
1: do anything
0: I don't know I didn't know what to do so I didn't do anything
1: yeah I just that's hard was in the freeze. freeze mode no I don't want to do that anymore so this year is maybe the word is fearless unfrozen I don't know those little things that maybe are just a little reminders of taking a step and looking back and saying, I tried.
0: Yeah, so then I would ask you, what's something you learned this year? Because I think
1: that there's so much merit in not only just looking forward, but looking back. Well, let me go into specific with just the podcast. Okay. I have learned by putting a sense of vulnerability and authenticity out into the world through this podcast. When I'm having conversations with those who have listened to the podcast, I feel that our conversations are less static. I've noticed that people who have listened to the podcast have seemingly have become more open to having conversations that are a little bit deeper.
0: So when we get approached, people start sharing.
1: Yeah. And it's the most amazing feeling. There's meaning. There's a deeper meaning to the communication, the relationship, the whatever it is, even if I don't know this person very well. I've witnessed people just come up, even just come up to you and say, you know what, Leslie, I listened to a couple of your the podcast. And I really think that and, and they kind of give you a little bit of who they are yes. in that moment. And being able to witness that it's just like, oh my gosh, wow, that is so cool. All of a sudden,
0: we're connecting way outside our circle, which is Oh, fantastic.
1: By us being vulnerable, it's like giving them permission to also be a little bit vulnerable, which then makes it more real. It makes the relationship or whatever the connection is more authentic. So I've really been noticing that. How about you?
0: Back to that. There's a therapist that I follow on social media, Matthias Parker. Fabulous. And he said that I've met people like this who said, Oh, I I hate small talk. I hate, you know, I won't do it. You know, I'm not going to spend time with people who do small talk. Mm -hmm. And he reframed that to say that small talk is essential for building trust. Totally. And he talks about being able to talk about football or do the small talk part of it and have the person look like they're listening, ask questions, means you can trust this person with the big stuff yeah if they are not prepared to put in the time to talk about the little things where you're just kind of putting your toe in then you can't trust this person okay you're not going to share your heart with this person right and so then when these people come up to us and they give there's you can watch them putting their their toe toe in
1: yeah and it's yes that's
0: exactly what's happening they start small and then as we lean in as Michelle and I will lean into them coming up to us. They open up. Yeah. It's so cool. And I had a really good friend do this, a pastor that I had one time who said 30 more seconds because we want to wrap up or we want, you know, there's the awkward pause. Right. And so then we're like, all right, so then we'll catch you later. And he would say 30 more seconds.
1: So you're saying 30 more seconds to yourself to stay stay
0: for 30 more seconds and you're going to get them to open up. And so he would always wait and wait. And when the pause happened, he he would, in that awkward discomfort, 30 more seconds, he would count it out. He'd ask another question, 30 more seconds until he said he could always, he could always get somebody open up.
1: So I guess that's kind of what's been happening. Those extra 30 seconds that's coming through via the podcast. It's
0: been really helpful been, for some people. Yeah. I think they've needed that place to be heard or open up.
1: Right. Yes, of course. Reaching out on the inside of how I feel. It's like I feel I feel more connected. I feel I can be more. Take. I've taken down some walls that I've had up for 52 years, which has really been quite wonderful for me. To go through and then having it reciprocated by someone just coming up and being open and honest about something small has been lovely.
0: Yeah, somebody that we don't even know sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been neat. Is that your lesson? That's what you've learned. What did you actually learn
1: in this past year?
0: Yeah, about yourself, about life, about people. Oh my
1: gosh, that's such a big one. I
0: am reflective, and so it's way easier for me to look back and reflect and take away than it is for me to set goals plan in place. And I'm even a planner. So that's strange. Like Mm -hmm. I looking back and taking the good and learning from the bad. I do do that every year.
1: I do too. I do. I actually
0: not even just, I just do it all the
1: time. Same. That's me. Yeah. I love learning. I love figuring things out about myself and others and then adjusting or tweaking or accepting or changing. But I create time for that reflection, right? That is my
0: plan. Always to have time to stop and listen to the world, listen to the universe, listen to God. However you define that, creating spaces of still and quiet to listen, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, Mm -hmm. listen to the creator, listen to whatever it is for you. For me, I just have to hear God's purpose and plan. It is clear when I create time to listen.
1: Right. clear yeah yeah and I think too i've I've also learned to be absolutely in this moment because I'm so worried that I'm not planning properly my future like I'm not seeing what I need to where I should be or what I'm supposed to be doing when I do that and f- hyper focus on that I forget the moment that I'm actually in that I actually am here because I'm supposed to be here even if it's like dreadfully painful that I've been here. Okay, we're going on however many years. I've just been able to, yeah, exactly, slow down and appreciate that I am, even if it doesn't feel on the grandiose, that I am still stepping. And I haven't felt like I've been able to step for quite a while. So that's been a huge lesson for me. Because if you don't step, you ain't gonna move, even if you don't know what that step looks like. It's cracked, it's broken, it's jagged, but I'm, I've am i stepped. That's it. Keep going. Wishing
0: all of you a fantastic 2024. 2024. And hoping that you can have the courage to put something in place for yourself that will keep you moving forward, whether it's people, whether it's a plan, whether it's a word.
1: And surround yourself with those who bring out the joy and the peace and the safe and the worthiness that everyone desires. Keep your people close. All right. Well. Happy new year. Happy new year. Peace out. Thanks for making time to be with us. This is life consciously uncurated. We hope that our stories inspire you to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.